Well, one of the things you could say about uh, Nicodemus is he's somebody who takes the initiative. Somebody who takes the initiative. He probably wasn't the only one of the teachers who was a bit interested in who this person Jesus was and what he was teaching. But he took the initiative to come to Jesus. There's a story of a man who was good at taking the initiative. This man walks into a bank in New York City and asks to speak with the loan officer. He tells him he's going to Europe on business for a couple of weeks and needs to borrow $5,000 for the trip. Well, the bank officer says the bank will need some kind of security for such a loan. So the man, clearly an eccentric, hands over the keys to a brand new Rolls Royce parked in the street in front of the bank. There you are, will this do, he says. Well, everything checked out and the bank agrees to accept the car as collateral for the loan. An employee nervously drives it round to the bank's underground car park and parks it up. Well, two weeks later, the man returns, repays the $5,000 and the interest, which only came to about $15. Now, while the man was away, the bank checked out a few things and found out that this man was a multi-millionaire who owned several companies. So the loan officer couldn't resist saying to him, but, Sir, we're very happy to have your business, but we're a little puzzled as to why you needed to borrow $5,000 to go to Europe for a couple of weeks. <clears throat> well, the man replied, where else in New York can I park my car safely for two weeks for $15? Thinking outside the box, taking the initiative. Well, Nicodemus took the initiative, he came to Jesus, and then Jesus said to him, you must be born again, you must be born from above. What he meant was, well, you don't have to stay the way you are, Nicodemus. You can make a new start. You can have a new life. You can become a new person. There's more to life than the way you are now. Well, we know a bit about Nicodemus, but we don't know a lot from Scripture. But what we do know is that after his encounter with Jesus that evening, he left a changed man. Nothing would be the same again. Those who gathered at the King's Church last week would have heard the couple there saying that nothing was the same now that they'd met Jesus. I don't know about you, but we've been encouraged by the testimonies you see these days on songs of praise. Quite a few testimonies these days where people are saying, yeah, I met Jesus, somebody took me and showed me what the gospel was, and I haven't been the same since. Well, the story of this Pharisee, Nicodemus, is generally well known. And John seems to go into great pains with some of the details. He wanted to let us know that the influential Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. Now that's one of those statements that you can gloss over, but you see we remember it. 
Perhaps we make too much of it. Well, Nicodemus had a busy schedule and that could be the only time he could get away from the office. Or it is known that the theological discussions and debates among the Pharisees and other religious leaders often took place at night. Could be this was simply the way that Nicodemus operated. He's used to working through the important issues of life at night. And he decides to do the same with Jesus. may have even been a sign of respect that Nicodemus is trying to treat Jesus as one of their group because they usually meet at night. Or perhaps it's the other way round. Could Jesus be sensitive to Nicodemus' position as a Jewish leader and he doesn't want him to be made to feel guilty about having the association with him? So perhaps Jesus suggests that they get together when no one else would know. Well, it's probably just the way it happens. So it's not really important. Except, you see, John is known to focus on small details. He has a way of interjecting little items or hints that provide important elements to the way he tells a story. So the fact he tells us about it is important. He probably wouldn't have even mentioned it if it didn't have a deeper meaning. Well, the Bible's full of side comments which we often skip over and by doing so we sometimes miss the actual message. I always comment on the story of Jonah when all that's going on there as he's getting on the boat it says he bought a ticket and boarded the boat. He bought a ticket. When Nehemiah went before King Artaxerxes, we're told the king was sitting with the queen by his side. And we would just read on from that. But that was most unusual for the queen to be present. So there must have been a reason. Possibly the queen had some influence on the situation. But again, there are many small points we often often skip over. And of course, little asides are still used today, aren't they, on television or in films. A small element is brought into the story. may just be in a conversation or a camera shot. At the time, it doesn't seem that important. But it comes up later and directs you in the right direction. And if you're like me and you fall asleep in the middle of many things on the television, you miss that key point. And I say to Carol, well, why is that happening? She said, well, it was on, you know, 15 minutes ago. You were asleep. No, I wasn't. But these things come up. We don't realise, and then later, they're vitally important. And John also mentions that this conversation took place during the Jewish celebration of Passover. And it was while Jesus was there on that occasion that he cleanses the temple of the money changers and the animal sellers. This is actually... this particular situation where Jesus cleanses the temple is actually mentioned twice and it's generally accepted that there were two occasions and this one was the beginning of his ministry not at the end so he was someone that you needed to be careful if you got alongside well Jesus presented a new challenge to Nicodemus 
and Nicodemus was glad that he checked it out. See, there was something in him that said that Jesus didn't fit into the Jewish religious system. And Nicodemus wanted to examine Jesus for himself. He didn't someone else send someone else to Jesus and ask the questions. He went himself. He took the initiative. Verse 2, we read, No one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. See, Nicodemus had seen something special in Jesus. Jesus makes it quite clear the only way for a person to come into the kingdom is being born we all say being born again and that's what it says but it also says being born from above and, and that's particularly why this story comes on Trinity Sunday because you know Nicodemus knew about God the Father he met Jesus the Son and Jesus is saying you need to be born again from the Spirit from above Nicodemus actually knew about the kingdom of God from scriptures. He knew it would be ruled by God. It would be restored on earth. And would incorporate God's people, the Jews. But in verse 16 of John chapter 3, a verse that rolls off our tongue, Jesus made it very clear that the kingdom would be open to the whole world. This was revolutionary. Jesus explained why there needed to be spiritual rebirth. Jesus was making it clear that it's individuals that enter the kingdom, not nations in that way. It was different. Nicodemus thought that the Jews would be the, the nation that entered the kingdom as a body. Jesus was making it clear that it didn't matter if you were Jew, if you didn't accept Jesus, if you weren't born again of the Spirit, you wouldn't be able to enter the kingdom. It's so important that Jesus mentions this three times. Mentions that you need to be spiritually reborn. Well, why did, Jesus, why did Nicodemus come to Jesus at night? Well, probably because he was cautious, careful, calculating. He had a lot to lose by revealing his sympathy for the young rabbi from Nazareth. Nazareth. But sometimes being overcautious can prevent us from reaching where we want to reach in the world or spiritually. If we're overcautious, we won't take that step. And we'll be prevented from seeing and being in the presence of the kingdom of God. Well, Nicodemus is an outstanding example of a sincere seeker after truth. It would be easy if people came to us and said, how can I enter the kingdom of God? 
We're told in Matthew 7, seek and you will find Jesus promised. But the situation is people are not like Nicodemus. Most people anyway. They don't come and ask us the question. Either they don't see us as people who will be able to answer or they don't want to step out of the box, take the initiative. So perhaps we need to take the initiative as we take the gospel to them. While the story has a good ending, because once Nicodemus understood and responded to what Jesus was saying, he spoke up boldly for Jesus, and that was mentioned in the group over there in one of the things they knew about Nicodemus. So as we continue to think, thy kingdom come, which we've been thinking about for a year and sometimes when it's been in front of us for a long time, we begin to perhaps not be quite so excited about it. Well, let's continue to think and plan for the way that we will go forward in the kingdom. We need to be ready to receive the Holy Spirit from above. And when we do, we will never be the same again. In our ongoing Christian life, this is a passage which is often used to talk to people about becoming a Christian, but it's also a passage which reminds us in the ongoing Christian life, we always need to be ready to take the initiative to be open to the spirit and go forward 